Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X podcast with John and Kristen Anderson from WUSA. Thanks for listening. Want to get into the folks at All Balls Racing, whether it's Pivot Works, whether it's Vertex Pistons or Hot Cams or whatever it is. Great replacement parts for your dirt bike, just as good as the OEM stuff. Great prices as well. Allballsracing.com. Please check them out at your local dealer and uh, see all the things that they make for your bike. I've used a lot of these products over the years and uh, very, very happy to do so. So allballsracing.com. And, of course, Racetech, of course. Pulp 23, get some motor work done there, too. They do that. They'll sign an NDA. They'll do the motor work for you on their CNC machines. They'll get your suspension oil changed, bushings, seals, uh, all that kind of stuff. Racetech.com. Tell them you listen to Pulp. Get a discount code. Thank you to Racetech. All right. On to the show. A Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxxis Tires, Renthal, Motosport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. With your continuing gracious support of our sponsors, we're thriving at over 1,800 podcasts delivered with over 20 million downloads. Click the Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews, race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's the voice bringing it all to you, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X podcast with John and Kristen Anderson from WUSA. Stoked to have them in studio to tell the story of WUSA, White Brothers, and more. Thank you to listening. Thank you to the folks at Fly Racing. Formula Helmet, super lightweight, super quiet, super safe, a lot of colors, different shells, so different price points as well, but they all have the Conehead EPS, and they all have the Rion technology, flyracing.com. Please check them out. It's quite simply the best helmet around. Uh, so thank you to those guys. And, of course, they have you covered in all sorts of gear, uh, from the patrol stuff and the off-road to the Evo, uh, whatever it is, they have you covered. And the BOA closure system is pretty unique. And uh, the Fly Racing guys lean into it on their light racing line and their uh, uh, Evo line as well. So flyracing.com, official gear of RJ Hampshire and Justin Brayton and Shane McElrath and Kyle Chisholm and so many others, flyracing.com. Thank you, Maxxis Tires. MXST is used by Jeremy uh, McGrath and developed by him as well. they got some exciting tires coming down the road, of course. A-Ray is using these in Supercross. Great mountain bike tires, like truck tires, trailer tires, Maxxis.com, M-A-X-S-I-S-S, Maxxis.com. For more information on that, please check it out. And UTV tires, they, they crush it, man. If you're a UTV guy, and I know a lot of people are these days, whether it's just for fun or for actually racing, Maxxis UTV tires are great. Thank you to the folks at Renthal. More titles than all the other brands combined. Grips, chains, sprockets, mountain bike uh, bars, mountain bike stems, of course. Lots going on at Renthal. Renthal.com, made over there in the UK. And uh, Red Bull, KTM, Factory Honda, Monster Energy, Kawasaki, all depending on Renthal bars. And great guys down there. Great stuff. If you if you listen to this and you've ridden for any length of time, chances are you've used something from Renthal over the years, right? You've seen the quality. You've seen the grooves on the uh, sprocket, the mud cleaning grooves. You've seen the gray grips. Renthal.com. 
Thank you to those guys. Cobalinks and Motorsport.com will tell you about later on the show. But for now, here's my chat with John and Kristen Anderson. All right, everybody. Now, as promised on the Fly Racing RacerX podcast, a couple of really good friends of mine in the industry. I've known them both for a long, long time. Very successful uh, company called WUSA, all things wheels, whether it's uh, for the race teams that you see in Supercross and Motocross, vintage stuff, uh, road bike stuff, whatever it is, they, they, they can handle it for wheels. And a long history in the sport going back to White Brothers, which I don't know how many of you listening know about White Brothers, but at one point they were the place uh, to distribute and uh, produce products and had a great line of exhausts that really took over the industry. But we'll get into that and more here on the uh, podcast. First up, it's a good friend of mine, John Anderson from WUSA. What's up, John? How are you? I'm great, man. Thanks for having us in. Yeah, thanks for coming in. I appreciate you. Yeah. You're doing the Pulp Show tonight. So yeah. depending on when these people are listening, I don't really know, but you're doing the Pulp Show tonight. Looking right. forward to that. Appreciate yeah. it. And also here, uh, his lovely wife, uh, also with a huge background in the industry, Kristen Anderson. What's up, Kristen? Hi. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you for coming in. Um, should be fun here. Um, how's things at W, first of all? Let's get into that a little bit. WUSA, of course, uh, you've been a sponsor of the Pulp Show for a long time. And it seems like like everybody, either every team, non-factory team and some factory teams use W, or the people ask me to get you the number because they want to use W for wheels. So how's that? It's uh, it's going well. Yeah, yeah it's been uh, it's been a good year. Um, lots of great partners, uh, a lot of new partners. Um the, the 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 train's rolling so it's it's going well yeah how much of your business and maybe Kristen can answer this better i don't know how much of your business at this point how long you been how long has w been around since 2011 okay so you're 11 years going going 12 years going on it seems like from following you guys from talking to both of you the supercross and motocross stuff it started out as say 80 percent of your business and it's now smaller and smaller and other forms of motorcycling as you guys are doing well is that yeah, fair yeah. uh i think that's fair but yeah. um i think when we first started there were a lot more teams in the paddock as well yeah um you know a lot of those teams gone away now there's a lot of new teams as well um but yeah for sure i mean in the beginning of the company when we first started being a race guy yeah you were motor- I, you, you've got a motocross I, background I, yeah but yeah i i wanted you know, my thing was I wanted to work with everybody. Yeah. I mean, it didn't matter if you race, road, freestyle, whatever. Mm-hmm. Supermoto was like, man, I was all about it, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but you learn a lot of lessons from that, uh, what works for the company and, and maybe what doesn't. <laughs> Giving away wheels doesn't who, work for who, the company? <laughs> well, who, who, who are good people to work with yeah. and maybe yeah. some that you maybe don't want to go down that road again. Yeah. So um, we've definitely learned a lot. Um all stuff that we learned, you know, going back yeah. to White Brothers, right? right? So, so what yeah. has been a growing segment for you that in the last few years? What's been like something where you're like, wow, like it's taken off? Um, well, I don't want to take this whole about, thing. We oh, debate on so, this all the time. Yeah, we do a little bit because <laughs> yeah. I, I have a personal uh, like and passion for the adventure market. Okay. Yeah. Um, got a couple, you know, uh, yep. 1190 and a, a FE501. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. And we first started, you know, we do a couple of rallies every year. Someone um, told me Honda sells all of those bikes they bring in, the, the Africa Twins. Or, like, they sell all of them. Like, can't, well, can't make enough of them. Well, I think their product lineup is somewhat limited, right? Yeah. But yeah. Um, but if you look at the big players, um, Yamaha's getting into it, yep. which we're stoked. We just got a Tenere from Yamaha, uh-huh. so we're doing a build right now. But, you know, KTM. Yeah. I mean, they've got so many different models. Uh, and they sell a lot of units and now you have triumph doing it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, for me, 
look, I still love the racing. I'm the biggest nerd fan. Yeah. You know, even though we work with these guys, you know, Kristen always gives me a hard time. Like, you just went to the race. Yeah. Why are you watching it at midnight? <laughs> And then I'm, or like I'm, when, I, Rick, when Rick Johnson calls you up for a set of wheels or something, you're just like, oh, well, my God. I take that call. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that <laughs> okay, good point. Good yeah, <laughs> so, um, so that and then um, I would say another uh, big part of the business, which is something that um, that really her dad um, um, really pushed us to, to look into is the vintage market. Yeah. And, and, and that's almost, Kristen could talk more about that. That's almost become its own separate yeah. uh, business. Yeah, I think, um, you know, we always joked around like he was the adventure guy and I was always pushing vintage like there was just a special place in my heart. And obviously the adventure side is definitely taken off for us. Um, You know, as you mentioned, we do like Honda Africa Twin Wheels and the KTM and the Husky. Um, We just placed a a large we worked with Han to do a cush drive for the betas. Mm -hmm. So um, the adventure side for us is definitely growing in a segment of our business. And then vintage is its own animal. I always say it's kind of like its own little mini company because there's so many things involved in yeah. it uh, and there's so many different bikes we can do a bike for your excuse me we can do wheels for a mako a cz yeah. you know it doesn't yeah. matter what it is because we can do custom spoke manufacturing yep. in-house so we just have people send us the hubs we cut bend and thread all of our spokes yep. we'll cerakote them we'll do you know we've we've been anodizing pale gold rims like the old vintage oh, okay yeah pale gold yep. we used to do those like you know a set at a time now we're doing a dozen at a time yeah yeah um and so that's kind of a special one to me too, um, because it's you know part of what my dad's passion was. Yeah, absolutely. You guys did my all my vintage bikes you've done, uh, and the one uh, my Honda, Cerakote, uh the hub with the you know the old school Honda Gold. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't get any better. Yeah, yeah. Just, it's a good look. It's a sweet look. I, I go back to when Honda had the gold rims forever, and I'm like, mm-hmm. that's how a Honda CR should look. And you guys, of course, um, uh, can match that perfectly. Um, yeah, it seems like the vintage stuff is taking off for sure. But, um, but yeah, that 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 uh, that dual sport market too, it's big for sure. It is yeah. right. I mean, you're starting to see a lot in, in adventure and dual sport yep. similarities, right? Yep. Yep. Maybe you know the true adventure guy is the guy putting bags on and really touring. Yep. But nowadays, you look at even you know um, uh, like Villapoto, right? Yeah. And these different guys, uh, Bradshaw. Yeah. Um, I know these are just names, iconic names, but and they had these amazing careers as racers. Yeah. But they still love the sport of motorcycling, and now they've kind of branched into yeah. that, right? Yeah. yeah. They I, both have Tenere's. Um, I, I went it's to, awesome. I went up to that Gold Creek Lodge with RV and Weimer uh, last year. We did a motorsport video, and, like, RV was loving it. And I just, you know, he grew up doing nothing but motocross and supercross, and, you know, he's just one of those facility robots, right, his whole yep. life. But then you kind of take him out of that element, and he's riding in the backwoods, and he's loving it, and he's talking about growing up riding in the back in the woods, and you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. these guys just love motorcycling for sure. Yeah. And then for you, uh, you guys did an edge wheel set maybe, I don't know, two years ago now? Mm-hmm. Um, a little more affordable, good quality. Mm-hmm. How's that going? Everything good with that? Like. Yeah, it's really good. I mean, yeah. we wanted to come out with a price point wheel set that we deem as like an OEM plus wheel. Right. Um, it's not as strong as our, you know, Han, or, which is our core yep. uh, wheel sets, but it's seven ninety nine and it's in manufacturer's colors. And um, we sell it through Rocky Mountain, through MSO and through our dealer network. Yep. Um, and so far we've been Going really well. successful. Yeah. And, and not to like, well, we, I can crap on. There's a lot of sort of Chinese made junk out there. And I think you guys looked at that price point and we're like can we get close to that but also give you a wheel that's not going to break right and well, that, that was really the inspiration behind this for sure right? right and and look 
in the beginning, and even to this day, a lot of companies will send product and, hey, you know, if it's wheel related and we'll look yeah. at it. But from a racing background, too, um, we didn't want to just jump in with something immediately. Yeah. So the part of racing, we spent over a year testing sourcing with and vet testing, riders yeah, yeah. with some you know yep. bit, uh, uh some some local guys yep. no markings on it just to try it i think one of the things that's been a real plus for us on that wheel set um is that the our, we partnered with excel japan mm-hmm. and they make us a rim so right. it's a japanese made excel it's a it's a, yep. a w by excel yep. and and you know, we also use our spokes, bearing seals, all that. So it's a, it's been a good addition to our lineup for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it seems like it's uh, pretty popular from what I gather for you guys. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, hey, Kristen, you've you've dealt with this way more, but like when he's working with a race team, mm-hmm. and look, failures happen. Wheels mm-hmm. break, spokes break, mechanics don't check things. Uh, you know. Ev- he takes that stuff really seriously, doesn't he? Yeah. Because I'll get a phone call from him sometimes <laughs> where John is just like. Oh man, like you know, like some team broke a hub or a wheel yeah. and it happens, or mm-hmm. whoops, or gnarly for this stuff, and you got to yeah. live with the guy. I, I just got to deal with yeah. it with a thirty minute phone conversation. Call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he does. <laughs> he, I mean, he he wants you know to keep everybody happy. He yeah. wants everybody to always believe in you know our product. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, un, you know, unfortunately, yeah. that's part of motocross or just motorcycles. Factory right? Hondas blow up. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's going to happen. Um, so I think it's all how also how the team handles it. Right. You know. Right. And, yeah. And, and that's the thing I think I've struggled with and I'm getting better <laughs> at is look struggled um, with I I think that I take this the partners we're with yeah that we represent right we import their product yeah we I I think it's safe to say we both do but I really take it as though it's, it's our own mm-hmm. so if someone's going to quote unquote shit talk it or maybe speak not yeah. the truth I get defensive on that, yeah, yeah, you know, and yeah. it's really in reality, no, it's I not love even the passion. mine. No, I, I, it's, yeah, it's but, not your product that fails no. necessarily, but you're taking it that way. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, and there's, you know, there's a lot of things that are out of our control, right? Like, yeah, spoke maintenance. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what happened? You know, do they change the bearing? Whatever. Yeah, it isn't. I'm not putting saying that it's always their fault. And there's been a couple instances, and I know because I've I have ended to you before. I think one time on a mountain bike, right? Yeah. Um, and I think as I've gotten a little bit older now, I've learned a little like, you know, yeah, I probably shouldn't have done that where I like <laughs> almost kind of lost it on a couple of yeah, team, yeah. team manager right, guys. Right, right. Um, would I do that again? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I like I, it because I, you're passionate about wheels and your yeah, business. Yeah. And to me, some of the things you've vented to me over the years, I've been like, ah, big deal. Like, who cares? And no, you care a lot. And I like yeah. it. I think it's good. Uh, you know yeah. what I mean? Like uh, I, I was a former mechanic for a long time and I always have like the, I have the uh, shit, like sure, shit happens. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of what I believe. Like, yeah. And you're just like, no, <laughs> shit doesn't happen. Yeah. Here's what happened. Yeah. You know but what I mean? That's yeah. also why people want to run our stuff is aside from yeah. us having quality product. Right. They, they know that we're putting our name um, on it yeah. and we stand behind it. And if something were to happen, whether it's their fault or something else, yeah. we will work very hard to take care of them and, yep. and make it yeah. right, you yep. know, quickly. So. Yeah, Logan Carnell texted me for your number, you know, and he was having a problem and needed yeah. somebody who's going to build him a set of whoops or wheels that will handle whoops and super costs and, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah. wanted to get with you guys. And then he was asking me, do you think they will give them to me for free? I'm like, I don't think so, man, but they'll yeah. give you a deal. Mm-hmm. They'll, you know, they're, they're they're good. They love racing. So, yeah. Um, yeah. You know. and, 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 so that and, feels good to have people 
yeah. seek you out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And look, we appreciate the referrals, right? You've yeah. actually done that quite a bit. And we actually, a, a lot of uh, people kind of look at us maybe as with the factory teams, but something I'm super proud of is that this year, um, like Carnell, and now we're doing stuff with Josh Cartwright mm-hmm. and the PRMX uh, guys, Alex Ray. Yeah. Now, a lot of guys that you know that are, you know, close to you and you're friends with and, uh, um, you know, uh, oftentimes those are the guys that can kind of push the needle a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Aside from yeah. a factory team. Yeah. I yep. think they, I hope no one takes this wrong, they might even appreciate it a little bit more. Yeah. And um, and two, something else we kind of look at is, you know, what's their presence like, not just on the track, but off the track. Right, right. Social media and all yeah. that stuff. That plays a part into it too, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. So, uh, um, thanks for sending those folks over to us, man. They've been great to work yeah. with. Yeah, you do a lot of work with Excel, obviously, DID. You can kind of, if a customer wants, they can kind of build their wheel for whatever they yep. want. Are you still doing Talon, or did you break away from Talon? Are we... Um, well, Talon, uh, we do still, yeah, during COVID they sold and, um, they haven't really fully resumed their manufacturing, which for us, you know, during COVID was the, the peak time of our business. You know, we went from a staff of eight to a staff of 22, like almost in the blink of an eye, it felt like. And so they were in the middle of an ownership change and they couldn't get us product. And we were buying three times as much product as we need, you know, as we had typically done. So, um, it kind of remains to be seen what happens with them. But right now, Han Han is our primary hub. Uh, They're manufactured in the Netherlands. We got to go there this last summer and and see the whole operation. And they're a longstanding family company. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're great. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I feel like forever it was a Han and Talon. Like mm-hmm. you can't go wrong with either one, right? Well, yeah. And, yeah. and I think we should mention too, right? Kite, we're still an importer mm-hmm. for yep. them, and and they make an amazing product, uh, amazing partners. I mean, you know, with Web and Tomac and all those guys running them, yeah, uh, the Star guys and Red Bull KTM. Um, again, it goes back to um, I said a while ago about companies reaching out and. Uh, when we were going to do this and we don't just jump into it. So we do our own little testing and um, they make great products. So we're, we're happy to represent them. A lot of it comes down to, you know, because we order a lot and can we get it it? in time and, 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 and whatnot. So, um, so I want to make sure to mention them as well. Um, And by the way, if you want to pulp discount from the folks at W, just call, talk to Kristen, talk to salesman, mention pulp, good deal. Um, What was the time frame between, Leaving White Brothers and starting W. What was the time frame there? Well. Like for either one of you or yeah. for, for. We were talking about that actually to, because we've been together 21 years now. Yeah. Um, Over 21 years. Yeah. Actually, yeah. actually yeah. wait. Yeah. yeah. No, 24 years. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Two kids later, Zane yeah, yeah. and Andy, they're, yeah. they're, they're awesome. And, um, no, but um, she left before I did. Okay. And I actually left in 2005. Yeah, I left in 2004. Okay. Um, White Brothers was sold in 2001. Okay. Um, and then I stayed on. Um, I I kind of moved outside the office, and they created these, like, factory sales rep positions. Okay. There was three of us, and I took the Orange County and San Diego area. Mm-hmm. And so we drove these little Astro vans around, said White okay. Brothers, and yeah, yeah. sold parts. I was pregnant at the time. And, um, <laughs> and it's just... a little tough to do these days, yeah. driving around yeah. with Van White Brothers, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. So. Um, and then it, um, you know, it just, it changed pretty rapidly. Okay. Um, and so, obviously, we had just had our son, and it was like, I don't think this is the boat we want to <laughs> stay in. And yeah. so um, we left. We both worked out side of, of white brothers and kind of did some repping for different well, that's what i was going to ask so what did because i knew there was a space so john you were our exhaust guy you know white brothers we'll get into that but 
What did you guys do between leaving White Brothers and starting W? Um, we were reps for Brembo Brakes. Brembo oh, made, yeah. um, you know, dirt bike brakes. They yeah. tried to get into that market. Um, Marcassini wheels and then um, Sparco driving suits, okay. which are race car driving suits okay. and things like that. Yeah. So uh, we rep for that for a few years. And, you um, both did. We both oh, okay. Did. Yeah. Yeah. Kind yeah. of different roles. Yeah. She, yeah. she yeah. did a lot with Sparco and the driving suits. Yep. And then um, I kind of did the part of it started Supermoto. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which yeah. branched into Moto. Which Supermoto was huge for a couple and, of years. Yeah. Right? And I yeah. think if a, a lot of your, your, your listeners probably recall back when it was big or if, if they didn't know about it then. I mean, you had guys like you know James and Chad and yeah. and, and oh, McGrath and everybody, Nikki yeah. Hayden, Pastrana, all these guys. They're all doing it. And if they recall, if you remember back those mag wheels, okay, uh, it's like a mag uh, aluminum wheel. Okay, um, that's what that's what he did. Okay, um, because they didn't really have a presence, and yeah. I knew Mickey Diamond. He was the first guy I got to test it, and it was a game changer. How did you meet these guys from what through White Brothers at some point? Like uh, the. You're talking about the people that it, at the from we, Marcassini, yeah, or? Marcassini, yeah, uh, through Brembo. Oh, so through we were, Brembo. yeah, okay. we were doing Brembo, and then the um, pro, I don't know what his title was, but yeah. he was a manager at Brembo, and he said, "Oh, I'm, oh, you know, it. I do this Marcassini stuff." Got and it. so then okay. John kind of put everybody together, all the teams, because mm-hmm. um, Je- that was when Jeff Ford, yeah, Troy Lee and Graves, yeah, um, yeah. and all that, yeah, right. yeah. Okay, so you're doing that for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yep. What makes you see an opening for a wheel company? Because when you started it. Like I don't remember. Like I don't remember there really any being a wheel company around. Like everybody just kind of, oh, yeah. I got a wheel and like I'm gonna build it. And like you know, you guys really are like the one stop shop for wheels. So what made you see the opening for a wheel company and you, you know start a company that specializes in wheels? How does that come together? Um, well, I think you know we had had we had two kids at that point, and um, we had all, my dad was very like you need to have your own business, you need to have your own business, yep. and so when he kind of was had completely done with White Brothers, mm-hmm. you know, he called us one day and he was like, I think you guys should you know import talent. Like they're, oh, okay. they're not doing anything. Oh, they were such Tom's a idea. successful. I, I didn't know this. Okay. I, I mean, it wasn't solely his idea, yeah. but you know, he, yeah. he, he. I feel like it's fair to say he he yeah. nudged us yeah. in that way, yeah. and he said, you know, Wheels, you know, they're they've been a great partner because uh, White Brothers started importing talent in the early 90s and so he just said you know i think that's what you should do you know you guys aren't happy with what you're doing now and it really isn't like gonna help us you know have a family and there's not a lot of security in that so so we reached out to talent and said you know you know white brothers is not ordering from you anymore you know we'd like to be your you know u.s operation and kind of continue down that and just really do wheels we did not want anything like white brothers we just knew we wanted a small yeah you weren't a distributor or anything like that you're just like no but Talon's a great name. Like it is, you know, they, yeah. they have a long-standing great name in the in the industry. So you're getting started with a company that's like good for sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 But then it's like, okay, we're going to import talent. We're going to be, and then we're going to reach out to race teams and see if they can use talent and whatever, and then sell talent. But to me, like, look, it's worked. You guys are 12 years in and doing better than ever. But to me, I, I got to think that was a pretty risky step to be like, I'm going to do a wheel company because again, it's not like like a there's burger places everywhere and Mexican places everywhere. We yeah. know that works. Well, we know those models work. We don't know wheel companies work. Well, look, yeah. the story gets even better. Okay. When we decided to make this leap and do this, yeah. we were in the middle of a recession. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, um, in so many ways, you know, Tom helped us in guidance and lessons and all. Yep. But he, you know, he helped us get, you know, co-signed on to get us into a b- small building. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I remember we were in there and we were putting it, you know, I was 
put together racks yeah. and God, tables and, wheels, by the way. and yeah <laughs> and we had a I think our first thing we had a small pallet of talent and in uh yeah some we got DID one pallet rims. of talent and, well yeah, yeah I I had to call I remember I, I was still repping Sparco and okay. I had to call our rep at the time was this guy named Mitsuo at DID and I was like you know, we, we want you to set us up as a distributor. And he's like, oh, Kristen, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so it was just crazy because we yeah. got our first pallet that had Talon hubs and, you know, DID rims. And um, and then, yeah, I mean, it was it, saying it back now. It does sound a little, you know, wild to think like, what what exactly yeah. were we thinking? I right, don't know. Right. Like, yeah, there just wasn't a wheel company out well, there, really. And, and even Talon, like it was a family owned business, mm-hmm. second generation, yeah. Rob Sart. UK, out of the UK. Yep, yep. 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 Great guy. Um, Father George and, and Rob Sarton, he really gave us an opportunity yeah. too, right? Because yeah. here's another. Yeah, he's taking a leap of faith. Right? But yeah. at the same yeah. time, like, you know, I'll back up a little bit. We had always run talent even on the race team stuff and the yeah. Four Shark Nationals yep. and all that, yeah. right? So we were. F- we ran was, it at KTM. Yeah, yeah. he was yeah. familiar with us, but then it was like, you know, we weren't the only one that wanted that. Right? Oh, okay. So there was some. Yeah, yeah there yeah. was somebody else that wanted right. it. Right. Um, that probably had more credentials, certainly more backing, um, but yeah. he took a chance took with a, us. Yeah, I took a leap with you. And and one thing Tom told us, and I'll never forget, he said, "Look, um, if you're going to do this, like in a way, I'm putting my name on it. Yeah, you better be the best. Right. And that's that's what he told so us. So, do yeah. you remember, like, I mean, Christian? It was probably you working the phones or whatever. Do you remember, like, yeah. the phone call coming in, being like, ah, "I need a wheel set for my." Oh Honda yeah, back then, like if we got like, like two orders a day, we were like, yeah, yeah we were in a we're, tiny office. Yeah. John and I, like, we were this close to each other, yeah. you know, yeah. a few feet apart. Sure, sure. And it was stressful. I mean, it was just, yeah. um, it was crazy. I, I, I remember we went um, to my dad said, okay, you need a distributor. You need to get a distributor. And I was like, oh my gosh, we have we don't we barely even have a dealer, yeah, you know, yeah, let alone right, like a distributor. Right. And so John and my dad and I went up to WPS. Okay. And um, I was literally actually back up first one we had was Tucker oh yeah first oh, one we had so, Tucker yeah. yeah Kristen and her dad flew I got to drive yeah that was okay so we all met there <laughs> in so. Dallas yeah in yeah da- in yeah. Dallas yeah. and um and my dad was friends with um Steve at the time okay. who owned Tucker and so we were really fortunate you know yeah. I mean it, part of this industry is about connections right, there's right. no denying that yeah. um yeah. and so we sat there and he's like okay well, Tom's a giant in the industry when it comes to yeah. White Brothers or when it comes to his relationship with Glenn Helen or mm-hmm. whatever he was doing mm-hmm. you know I yeah he had a lot of connections like yeah. yeah so we picked up Tucker and um and then we flew up to WPS and yeah. um just you know practically yeah. begged like just give us a chance yeah. like just put yeah. a few just, on the just, shelf just and put them put us in the catalog yeah right? exactly yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah yeah and so um you know it, it took it took time i mean it took us you know john driving around and going to visit dealers and back then like mail you know was a big thing so you do like little mailers yeah. and i mean it was we yeah. literally hustled you know just to try yeah. and scrounge by and yeah it was yeah. john and i on the phones we had um a guy that we had used to work with previously he kind of came on and was our all-around guy but it was just the three of us for a long time. Yeah. And you put ads in MXA? Is that how you started? Like, market, like, uh, yeah, 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 we did. Yeah. Um, MXA was probably our first and, magazine. And, yeah. and back then, ads were yes. so expensive. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like, yeah. oh, my god. And I think we also were so lucky, too, to have the support of the industry 
in even the magazines, uh-huh. right? Yeah, even, yeah, yeah. I mean, Jody was great to us. Well, that's yeah, that's again, you know, your name, John, also too from you know White Brothers and and in Tom, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. I would. I'm probably going to give it more credit to Tom. <laughs> okay. yeah. yeah, for sure, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. They definitely wrote a lot about us. I think part of they're probably like these guys are crazy. Like they're going to do just wheels, just like because everyone yeah. would always say like, what else are you going to do? And it's like, yeah. this is going to be. I, it. I, I remember <laughs> Jody had said one time it was almost like it was actually we were like wow. That's, you know, he's a pretty powerful guy. Mm-hmm. And we, we had had W a couple of years, and, and I think we were out at our vet race or something, and he said something like, you know, guys have done okay. It's like you created, like, a market. Yeah. Like, well, there wasn't really any wheel that's companies. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, there yeah. No, there was nothing. And yeah. who want, you have wheels on your dirt bike that you bought. Yeah. And then so why do you need more wheels? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. You do. Yeah. It turns out we do need more <laughs> wheels. So. And, and, you know, and then, of course, you can't. It's a vanity purchase also, right? Just like your car or your mm-hmm. truck or whatever. Like, that's a huge thing yeah. for a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. Having sweet wheels on their dirt bike, right? Mm-hmm. For their buddies. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, you've really created this company and, yeah, run with it. So Well, and, and, and going back to WPS, you know, so many similarities between that uh, company and, and White Brothers. I remember when we went there and um, anybody in the industry that ever met Tom and met Craig. Mm-hmm. They were so similar. Oh, yeah. They both had so much respect for one another. Yeah. And the fact that, look, Tom would almost say, hey, if you guys want me to come along, it's like. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we do. He was the best. (laughs) Like, I mean, whether we went to the Milan show or the show in Germany, whatever. It was like, you know, he's wearing a W golf shirt and a hat. And it's like, yeah, you can't buy this. No. Yeah. You just can't, you know. And and, um, so it was pretty awesome. And, and, And partnering with WPS, that was a big deal to us and Craig and. He was such a nice man to us. Yeah. He, the whole team there yeah, was. Yeah. There was yeah. a lot more than just Craig. It was right. Terry, Terry and yeah. Rod and, and, and all of them. They yeah. were they they really were yeah. supportive and, and helped us. And so do you still have the distributor now? You're, you're Tucker and, and WPS still? Or uh, we don't have Tucker anymore? any longer. Okay. Yeah. Um, we do have WPS, although they've recently gone through an ownership change. Mm-hmm. And so um, kind of the whole dynamic there has, has changed a little bit. It's just weird to for a distributor to carry W wheels because it's such brand specific, right? So what do you – how do you – I mean, I guess you guys say, hey, CRF 450s, you know, yeah. you need this many. And, you know, I mean, there is yeah. a, there's a skew that you guys would know from your sales. But, right. yeah, if you're a distributor, you're like, oh. Yeah, they, yeah. they do they do a fair amount of wheels. Um, they Their core business with us, in addition to wheels, is our OE spoke and nipple kits. Oh, okay. So they order those in, you know, yeah. droves at a time. Yeah. Uh, and then our rimlock nut and valve cap kits, our tire irons, those oh, yeah, kinds true. of things. Right. Um, and then they've kind of... Now, since uh, Craig is sold, they don't stock as many wheels, but the rep will go in and sell the wheel to the dealer and then yeah. send us the PO and things yeah. like and that. Yeah, and then, yeah, you guys can, mm-hmm. set, can fill it or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mountain bike wheels, John? E-bike wheels? We that? No, we've, <laughs> you know, we, we have had people I've reach out about, about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. and um, no, no um, yeah. but, boy, you talk about, you think dirt bike wheels are expensive? Well, look never, at mountain bike or, or you wheels think, you or think, road bike wheels. You think uh, dirt bike wheels are model specific. You look at mountain bike wheels For or bicycle sure. wheels and all yeah. that, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, great to uh, great to have you guys here. Fly Racing, Race Rex Podcast. Again, Renthal, Maxis, Cobolinks, and uh, Motorsport.com all on board with us as well. So let's get into the White Brothers a little bit. So we covered, you know, your transition to W and starting a company that filled a need that didn't exist until you guys filled it, uh, which is a great thing. Uh, but White Brothers, now uh, a longtime distributor uh, uh, in motorcycle parts. I mean, I don't know what the peak sales were of White Brothers. It probably wasn't um, like a parts unlimited, but it probably wasn't fa- that far off either at their height, right? I'm thinking like... 
White well, Brothers is just huge. Um, yeah, I mean, it was huge to yeah. us at the time. Yeah. Um, you know, we weren't in the same league as Parts Unlimited um, or Tucker as right. far as the sales volume. I mean, we were a $50 million a year company. Right. Um, they were significantly more than that. I guess true, um, but $50 million is still... But we yes. <laughs> we we kind of ran with them. Yeah. You know, like we were able to keep up with them, I feel yeah. like is fair to say. Yeah. Um, and, and we had dealers that were just loyal to us, you know, um, yeah. while Tucker and Parts could offer all these great dealer programs. We had smaller dealer programs that we just had people yeah. that really liked dealing with our salesmen. Um, and, and we're kind of the same way now. We have, you know, a good crew at, at Debya that people yeah. just deal with because they want to. And so that's what happened at White Brothers. So... Um, I feel like we so we ran with the big guys. For your a while. dad, uh, Tom White, and then mm-hmm. his brother Dan mm-hmm. White start White Brothers. When? When does? Well, actually, my dad started Tom okay. White Cycle Specialties. He was um, a professional dirt tracker, and yep. he had broke his wrist, and he needed to, you know, yeah. still pay the bills because right. he wasn't racing. So he started doing suspension out of his garage with the help of his dad, mm-hmm. and so it was called Tom White Cycle Specialties. Okay. And then what he, year is this? Uh, this was in 74. Okay. All right. And then in 75, he was like, well, I think I want to do more than just suspension. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he brought his, he has a twin brother named Dan mm-hmm. and he brought Dan on board and um, they started White Brothers and, and in 75. W- my first memory of White Brothers, uh, I'm born in the early 70s. My first memory is really like they were white brothers and then they sold white power suspension which wp mm. now of course very yeah. white powers <laughs> yeah <laughs> did you ever hear me talking to jaleek swole last year I think, pod- I, I think i dropped I did. white power yeah yeah meaning wp and he's just like what yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. no. anyways another yeah. story yeah but anyways so i remember those ads white brothers being the wp guys yep. for america so mm-hmm. i'm guessing they were the exclusive distributor yes somehow along the, like in the early we, 80s or something and we sold a lot of that yeah the 4054 fork right this was, was an upside down fork yeah, yeah this was even i remember because i started in the mid uh, i think 85 and i'm telling you like people would order that stuff for Hondas and Yamahas, and it was all valved custom. Yeah, for the, you know, for the yeah. customer. So was that the money maker early no. on? No, no, no. Oh, I okay. Say because they also did just regular service just, work. Just regular too. service work. So I'm, I'm, I'm seeing. Yeah. I'm looking at motocross action ads with Tom and mm-hmm. Dan in yeah. it in the ads, right? Yeah. They're, yeah. they're all dressed <laughs> up. They, yeah. did that with their, they were yeah. they were in the ads. It was pretty funny. Yeah. And I'm thinking that the WP stuff was their number one maker, but they were a distributor even back then. So oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah. and then Kristen, so you you were telling me before we hit record, like you're eight years old putting labels on boxes? Yeah, I mean, my dad, well, not on boxes, well, okay. maybe on some boxes, yeah, yeah. but back then you um, would you would order a catalog. We sold our White Brothers catalog. We had five catalogs. Yeah. So you would they would literally mail in a check. Yeah. It's crazy. Right. Like literally right. six that. or eight dollars. They'd right. mail in a check and then uh, we would print out these labels and we had these like nine by 12 envelopes that you'd slip the catalog in and then yeah. I'd put the label and put the postage and yeah. that was my job, yeah. you know, like, and people, I mean, we probably shipped 50 to a hundred catalogs a day. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, you're eight years old. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just kind of <laughs> slapping, you know, I was probably not very efficient at all, but, um, but I really started working there in high school. It's yeah. like a real job. Right. I worked in accounting. Um, that's kind of where I started. And yeah. my dad, told everyone at, at White Brothers, if you take an accounting class and you pass with a C or better, mm-hmm. um, I'll give you a 10% raise. Oh, So wow. I was like, well, that's the only way I was getting a raise because my dad never <laughs> paid me very well. So yeah. I took the accounting class and I yeah. passed. And um, and so then I just kind of moved around. Um, my dad always told me, the more you know, the more valuable you are. So yeah. I want you to work in accounting. Then I want you to work in purchasing, sure. sales, receiving, shipping. Yeah. And um, yeah. 
Yeah, so motorcycles have been in your entire life. Yeah, yeah. Entire, entire yeah. life. So, but your 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 dad is competing. I mean, he's he's distributing FMF and Pro Circuit. You know, all these big brands. Right? Not really any clothing, really, really, right? But more hard parts. We sold. Remember Extreme Gear? Yeah, you did Extreme. We we sold that. But but I this think, is also yeah. uh like. Again, I guess because your dad is a nice guy, Southern California, people like him. Dan probably is involved. Like there's the massive distributors that we just talked about, Tucker and, and, and Parts, especially back then. Like, you know, if you're Mitch Payton, they're probably saying don't sell to the white. Like this is a competitive business. This is a whole – like I, I just ima- – I, I can imagine them being the little guy that stood up against the Giants their whole time. Well, I think you that, know? That, that, that got really testy. Once White Brothers went full manufacturing of our okay. own pipe. Oh, okay. But I'm just saying even to be a distributor, though, don't you feel like these companies would throw their weight around and be well, like... But but see, one of the things that White Brothers did so well was, mm-hmm. you know, Tom would go in and, and we had our own line of megaphones or yeah. cams. Yeah. You know, it was all private labeled White yeah. Brothers, yeah. valve spring kits. Um, looking back on it, I mean, there was a whole lot of... We're talking the days of XR six hundreds, yeah. even before that, TTXT SR five hundreds, all that stuff. Right, yeah. that's where they really started. It, they I mean, were the four stroke specialists four stroke. when when four strokes were super weird. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And right. then the I four think, stroke national championships, of course, yeah. were on every year, right? Yeah. yeah. And I think that one of the things, and and, and Tom would always say this too, um, you know, no one person made that company. Um, over the years, and I was there a long time, yeah. right? Um, we had an amazing team there of people. And this goes back to the first building that I worked at in Stanton. Okay. So many people came through there. And what's really cool is so many of those people are still floating around the industry. Yeah. Very successful. So uh, we really did have a great group of people that our customers really could relate to, and they trusted them because we didn't sell garbage. Yeah. We didn't sell junk. Yeah. It was all good stuff. And White Brothers got known for that. And then over the years, all of a sudden, I think people saw that. And companies were reaching out. And, man, before you knew it, like Kristen said, we had five different catalogs yeah. that span from watercraft to Harleys to mountain bikes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think everything. Mitch Payton could correct me on this, but I feel like at one point we were – my dad's motto was always try and be your vendor's number one. Yeah. Yes. So – and we've taken that with us to, to W. Uh-huh. Like we want to just, you know, be yeah. your number one. Like we I, we always ask Excel, are we your number one? Yeah. We are Excel and DID's number one customer. Yeah. yeah. We're beating parts and yeah. Tucker yeah. and all that. Um, so I believe that Pro Circuit, for a couple years, we were Pro Circuit's number one, even just small little White Brothers competing with yeah. you know, Tucker and parts. Right. So. Um, and this was in the two-stroke era, yeah. right? Because I remember when I started there, I was the driver. And I remember going to Pro Circuit in our old Chevy van, picking up two-stroke pipes and, you know, raw metal pipes, picking them up in the shop uh, when he was over off of La Palma and bringing them back. Yeah. And we had, like, um, pipe, you know, in the the, the, the racks. Yeah, and the we just yeah. hang them on there. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I'm sure that's what uh, kind of led to FMF as imagine, well. Imagine going to the White Brothers four-stroke national championships in like 86 and doggers there Lachine, uh, johnson's there right they're all riding sort yeah. of put together four mm-hmm. strokes and saying yeah guys uh, uh about 20 years <laughs> we're all gonna be on four strokes right yeah. like in yeah. a way tom and white brothers and dan mm-hmm. were ahead of their time with mm-hmm. with with specializing in four strokes and it was these weirdo bikes that were custom mm-hmm. built and now we're all on four strokes Just, yeah Funny yeah. how that works. Now we have a two-stroke world championship, right? Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's, which is kind of the oddity, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, for sure. So you you start in '85, yeah, and then you see the girl, the cute girl in accounting. 
Well, this is an <laughs> is often that? told story, and, yeah. and, and, and I hope your listeners don't go like, why, this guy's a creep. But <laughs> I was 21. Okay. She was eight. eight. And it's like eight. she's... A, no, she wait, was, eight. She was eight. Oh. I was 21. I thought you just screwed that up. No, no, no. no, no. Okay. I was 21. Yeah. She was eight years old. Oh. And so people are like, freaking weirdo. You know, yeah. shouldn't you be okay, on never watch Take everything I said back. Then. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I didn't, so, I didn't. But we, we laugh about it now, even with our kids. It's like, well, do you remember, you know, dad, do you remember mom? And I, I just remember being some little kid that was yeah, up there running around. catalogs. Yeah, I, right, right. I didn't think much of it, to yeah. be honest with you. Yeah. Um, so you're 21 when you started at yes. yeah, yeah. yeah. And driving the van around. and I was the yeah. parts driver. Yeah. Tom Tom interviewed me. He hired me. Yeah. Uh, hired me and yeah. So local Chris, delivery in anywhere in yeah, Southern California. Yeah, from yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. uh yeah, I'll never forget, man. I, I, I answered an ad in Cycle News and it was five dollars and fifty cents an hour. Really? And huh? and I was so excited. Uh were you racing moto at that time? Were you Yeah, like- yeah, for sure. So I I mean I just like everybody, right? Um yep. I raced a good part of my life and, yep. and um like everybody, got hurt a lot. Uh, right. but but yeah, I, I worked for my dad uh, yeah. for a fair amount on uh, summers and then uh, after school, so I could uh, go riding up at Saddleback Park, yeah. you know, and I just raced locally and the, yeah. the local night tracks and whatnot. And like I said, um, I would get Cycle News. Uh, my my high school teacher would get it and I would read it, and they always had the help wanted. Yeah, and there was that, an ad in there, it. and I just went down there and like it, I said, Tom interviewed, and I'll what, never forget, man. He what, said, he said. Okay, I think I'm going to give you a try, and I drove a Chevy Love pickup. Okay, you remember those? No, I don't. But yeah. yeah, well, they're pretty silly. But yeah. I drove one, and I remember I pulled out of the parking lot, and I looked at the building after he said, "I'm going to give you a shot," and I just went, "Hell yeah!" Yeah, I just got a job. <laughs> right. White Brothers. White Brothers. Yeah, yeah. I was so excited. Um, yeah, that's funny. So yeah. yeah, you were you were the the delivery driver. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so this is '85. '85. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I was still racing a lot yeah. for sure. And like Kristen said, I I feel like over time i mean uh, driver went to shipping yeah and all through this one thing tom's motto was didn't matter who you were how much you made everybody answered the phone and i'll never forget if the phone rang more than a couple times (laughs) you didn't need a pa system tom would say is someone getting that phone (laughs) and if it would ring one more time yeah he wasn't above it he would grab it grab it and was this La Palma then or no? Where no, was this? No, no, this no, was okay. on uh, in Stanton. Okay, I went to the La Palma location. Yeah, uh, yeah. back in the day. Yes. Um, yeah. um, and was it after? Was it La Palma after that? Then uh, was there one more? Uh, no. Well, Stanton. There was Stanton, Stanton and then Garden, Garden Grove. Grove. Oh, Garden Grove. And then oh, I'm sorry, I went to the Garden Grove one. Oh, okay. yeah. yes, I went to the. But Garden I think Grove you one. came to La Palma too. Yes, I did for Yamaha days. Uh, yeah. But the Garden Grove one. Yes. I, 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 you talk about uh, talent guys taking a chance with you as a distributor. My dad wanted to start a, a shop up in Canada. I've told you this before. I don't know if I've told you yeah. this, Kristen. But, so we were starting a shop in Canada, and we were trying to get distributorship. Well, the local competing shop up in Canada where we were was telling people to not sell to us because whatever. They just didn't want to sell to us, and it was a small industry, and they were really powerful. And so we were getting no's from a lot of the Canadian distributors because we didn't have a shop at that point. We got one, a little mm-hmm. tiny shop, and we were down in California – riding with marty smith and we stopped in at white brothers and I, this is all my dad i was 15 <laughs> 16 and chris bergstrom was your international distributor mm-hmm. and he said i'll sell to you and then at some point uh he got yelled at because he was shipping to canada and then so the distributor up in canada was saying you can't sell these people so chris was like okay well i'll ship to north dakota 
and we had to drive down to North Dakota to pick it up and clear the customs myself. I'm 16, 17, filling out the customs paperwork, you know, and going in to, to wash the, <laughs> pay the duties and taxes. And Chris took a chance on us, and that's where we were getting Pro Circuit, and we were getting Renthal, and we were getting Pro Taper from White Brothers. Yeah, and so that's cool. Massive. We were, yeah, it was really cool that White Brothers took a chance on my dad and I starting a little shop. And whatever White Brothers had was what we sold. Mm. So kind of well, cool. Funny thing to Chris Bergstrom. Yeah. I rented him a room for a couple of years. Oh, did you? We yeah, all, yeah. Me and him yeah. and we had one other guy. And I remember Mike, he, back then thinking he was so old, but he's probably like 25 years old. Yeah, like, yeah. No, Bergie's <laughs> a good dude. And yeah. I, I think he's still at FMF today. Is he? Yeah. 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 I ran into him years later. Yeah. I told him a story. I said, yeah. hey, man, I know people were putting heat on you to stop selling to us. And he was yeah. like, yeah. And he figured around it to go to North Dakota, you know what I mean, and yeah. all of that. And it was like we were in business because of White Brothers. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and you guys had everything. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, outside of gear, yeah. you had you had anything anybody wanted. So yep. uh, it was pretty good. So we were yeah. an early customer of White Brothers up in Canada. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. cool. I yeah. feel like there's stories like that, like of White Brothers, like taking a chance on people. Yeah. So when um, Vince Aramitsu started BTO Sports, yeah. Yeah. he, you know, sent in his dealer application and we're like, well, it's a website. Like, this is weird. Weird. We don't. Yeah. That was right. so foreign. Especially you know? back then, these guys were setting up not even storefronts. They were just doing yeah. like a warehouse space, right? Or yep. Yeah. And so he called and he talked to us, and he still. Well, I don't know that he has it now, but yeah. years later, we were at a Supercross. This was since we've had W, and he's like, Kristen, yeah. I still have the letter that you signed saying like you're approved yeah, as a dealer yeah. with net thirty day terms. Right. And, right. Um, he's all because that really helped him get his foot in the door. Yeah. Him. Funny. Uh, I remember the same thing. Like for us, we were like, well. We'll tell these. We probably made it. My dad probably made it sound like we were bigger than what we were, but we, <laughs> you know, it was nothing. And Bergstrom was like, "Yeah, well, I'll sell to you." So it was pretty, pretty cool to be part of White Brothers yeah. way, back, cool. way back in the day. Yeah. Uh, and then when I ran into him again at FMF, I was like, "Hey, you're the guy <laughs> from White Brothers." Yeah. So yeah. So the company's humming along, uh, doing great business, I imagine. Right? Like uh, through the early '90s, probably the most successful for White Brothers. Would you say like early to uh, mid '90s? Yeah, I would say yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and then. Uh, distributors come and, you know, things are going. And then the four stroke boom comes and you guys come out with a pipe. Mm-hmm. And how does that come about? So everyone probably of a certain age remembers you guys had these carbon square mufflers, completely exhaust systems. But in the yeah. early days of four stroke, I mean, you couldn't sell enough of these things, I'm sure. How does that happen where White Brothers turns into a exhaust company? Well, so, you know, going back, you know, we White Brothers had our own megaphones, yes, right? Forever, there right? Was a company the discs, that would right? Make them. You put the discs yeah. in the back. That was kind of like Super Trap, yeah, right? But yeah. still, it's even before that. Well, I think Tom always knew uh, if you want to grow, you need to have your needs to be yours. Yeah, and he just had this goal. I, well, I know what happened. What happened was there was a couple of situations where um, he had we'd started to make some pipes, and keep in mind we were still distributing FMF and yeah. Pro Circuit. Yeah. And there was some pretty gnarly stuff that went down <laughs> with some race teams that I were bet. reaching out. Yeah. And and I'm not going to blow them out, but they're the biggest in the business today in the exhaust market. So there's a few of those, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, when, when suddenly we started making pipes, race teams were reaching out. And then uh, there was an agent that kind of threw us under the bus. And I remember one of those companies called yelling at Tom, like, what the yeah. F are you doing? Right. You're, you know, you're supposed to be a distributor. And this was a million dollar account. And um, they dropped White Brothers. Really? Yeah. 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 Over that. Yeah. And Tom was just like, 
What? Pin it. Well, we're doing but, this. But, you know, we just talked about Tom being and Dan doing the four-stroke stuff in the mid-'80s when yeah. no one was doing it, Yeah, making cams, making exhaust. So this four-stroke uh, uh, innovation was always in sort of White Brothers' blood, right? Yeah, like, for like, sure. For sure. And and then we at the building in Yorvalinda there, um, they started manufacturing. We had some amazing people um, that are good friends, I, I think, friends with you today as well. Yeah. Jim Lewis. Yeah. Um, just an amazing guy, super yeah. talented engineer, designer, um, Steve Drew, um, man, um, Alan Olson. Yeah. We had a great group of people yeah. that were behind that. And this is a time you would never see this today. And I'll never forget because it was right down the hallway from my office. Like there was a time and I'm very proud of this, of my time at White Brothers. And I know everybody that worked in that building was too. Like White Brothers was the best. Yeah. And we had factory Honda yeah, and we had factory Yamaha. Yeah. We had everybody. And I'll never forget, Steve, could you ever see this today? We had two areas of R&D separated by lock and key. Ron Wood would come in from American Honda with a factory Honda. Mm -hmm. And then I believe it was Bob Oliver yeah. would come from Yamaha, the other door. Yeah. You had two factory <laughs> bikes separated by yeah. a wall. Right. Neither one was allowed over there. And both those companies had enough trust in, yeah. in what we were doing and a the product for what it was, right. well, they we, let us have those bikes in there to make pipes. We were using GYTR in 03. Yeah. And good God, were they terrible. And I was so happy when we got White Brothers, yeah. you guys on board in 04. Yeah. And it was the carbon square muffler with yeah. an anodized tip. I mean, you probably were just printing money. <laughs> well, I, I think... There was a Kristen lot of just laughs, but was, <laughs> yeah. you, were, you guys were printing. Money. I don't know that we were printing money, but it just, I mean, it was, a, it was successful. It I the, think it took the company to the next level. It, yeah. It sure. Yes. Cause everyone wanted them. You had yeah. the factory teams running them. I don't think you paid us Yamaha. I think you just gave us all the product we could possibly use. Well, we didn't, I don't uh, remember almost, getting paid. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you, uh, I don't know. I, anyways, but here's the thing. I think, you know, this too, no matter how good, how much, how much you pay. Yeah. If it's not good, yeah, you're not no, going to no, take no, your money. No, There's no. too much investment there. No, absolutely. There. No, and you, I do know we paid Honda a okay. fair amount. Yep. And I remember when the deal was done because, you know, Bob Weber, 60. Yeah. I remember when, 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 when that deal was done. I think Tom was kind of like, whoa, that's a lot of money. But it was kind of like, trust, we can do this. Yeah. And if you had a pipe on factory Honda, if you rode a Suzuki, a Yamaha Quad, didn't yeah. matter. Honda was kind of the benchmark. Yeah. If it was good enough for yeah. them. Oh, and you were a Suzuki, Cowie, yeah. Yamaha. Everybody wanted one. I remember you guys would respond really quick to our changes because remember we had the low boy headers for a while mm -hmm. to get more volume in there, yeah. and there was no way to route it. So I remember you coming to our shop with like six mufflers, like all different lengths. Like here you guys yeah. go. Like we just you know yeah. like you guys were aggressive. That, that was Jim and and that was yeah. Steve Drew. Right. I mean those right. guys worked so hard. Yeah. To make them happy, but and again, it really benefited the company. You were printing money with these. <laughs> you were you were Look, the, you're a distributor and you're the the the, the, yeah. the the Steve. I'm not good with numbers. I'm just a race guy. <laughs> hey, over here, she was the executive vice president um, of the company. She could probably tell you numbers, even yeah. though I know she probably won't. But like, still, it, it had to have been crazy because everyone had them. Everyone wanted them. Everyone had them. Yeah, Yamaha, Honda yeah. used them obviously in the race teams, and yeah. yeah. So yeah. I remember uh, one of the times. I think it was, it might have been with Chad. I don't think it was with anybody else, but so after. The carbon would get soft. Oh, and yeah. I remember that we were like, hey, John, like, feel this after the moto. And you were like, 
we don't have anybody that rides it that, that hard. <laughs> like, like, yeah. like, that's not a problem we have with most people. We're like, well, our guys are. Well, look, <laughs> uh, I can tell you yeah. that even after they shut our own race team um, down, which you and I competed against each other with yeah. our riders, yeah. um, that was my job was traveling to races. Yeah. And I can tell you, like, for Ricky, I would take uh, four pipes, one for Friday, one for Saturday, one for the first moto sun- yeah. Sunday, right. one for the second moto. Yeah. And I would load them up in a gear bag, you, yeah. tr- and we would try and salvage whatever we could. But, yeah, I yeah. mean, the four it's, strokes ran so hot, the carbon would break down. And and it's funny because we work with Chad today, and, and, and he's brought this up to me before. Like, he remembers, like, when we talked, going into the hauler. And there was, like, I think Villaman was on the team yeah. and Chad. Ferry, Ferry, yeah. And I remember Chad just going, what did he say to me? He said something like, hey, bud. Like, bet you never seen one of those, like, that beat Blow down up. or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. And I'm yeah. all, yeah, yeah. And I would just stuff it in a gear bag yeah. and bring it back. I, I remember you being like, oh, yeah. our, our customer ones don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, burp, yeah. Burp. yeah, yeah. You know, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, it was a really, really successful line for White Brothers. It was, for uh, sure. And then, like you said, at some point, you're going racing with Paul Carpenter, yeah. uh, Spud Walters, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, and you guys are doing the, the West Coast Four Stroke Nationals, yeah. which again is um, highlighting White Brothers products. And, you yeah. know, I mean, you guys are using your distributor, using your relationships with distributors to go racing. So yeah. that's a successful uh, deal. Paul Carpenter crushed it for you guys. Yeah. And I uh, think that if, was great. I think if we back up a little bit too, uh, Paul was great. He was a great addition to the program the two years we had him. But prior to that, I, I should give a little bit of credit to Dubach. Yep. Because he rode for us, too, when we were on Yamaha's. Sure. Yeah. I remember in 1998, uh, Mike Guerra. Yep. Uh, and Yamaha gave us a chance because uh, we were on Honda XRs, of all things, before that. Spud and I yeah. driving all over the country. <laughs> and Yamaha gave us the pre-production. Never forget. We had three pipes, that two sets thing? of wheels. That 600 thing? No, no. It oh. was, a, it was a, the, the, the YZ400. Oh, okay. Yeah. And we loaded it up in the little Astro van that said White Brothers on the side, and we did this thing called a Thunder Bike Series. Okay. And oh, that dro- was in the stadiums. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, with the monster yeah, trucks yeah. and the buggies and all that. Yep. And, and so we had the first one, and, and, and then Doug was on the team. Um, and we did uh, we did that series for a couple of years and, he, and still did. I think when Doug National. went to Canada, he was White Brothers guy too. Right? He was, Alan yeah. And Doug, they they yeah. were heavily on White Brothers. Yeah. Stuff. So yeah. Dave Gallon, uh, who is a, a, a head guy, one of the big guys at Monster, yeah. Yeah. ran the Yamaha team up there, yeah. and he reached out and uh, wanted to hire. Um, right. You know, wanted to bring Doug up there, and and you know at that time, and you know it more than anybody, JSR was the guy. Yeah. And. The doctor went up there. Yeah, and you, gave, were, you were on a four-stroke. He's he, on a two-stroke. Yeah. In the lucky. end, I mean, I remember we let Al go, um, you know, and, yeah. and do it on the weekends, and, and Doug won the title that one year. Was that costing uh, Tom a lot of money to do all that stuff, or no. was it mostly like, hey, sponsorship and like... Which, what do you like, mean? Like the carpenter, spud, um, all that stuff. Like, was that well, costing... Well, sure, but yeah. I think that the, the reason we did it was obviously White Brothers specialize in four strokes, right? Yeah. And it, yep. There was a story written by Racer X about how, uh, and Bob Weber made a quote in there, that part of the reason us being there is kind of like with the, uh, this, this, this explosion of the four stroke market mm-hmm. and White Brothers coming from that. Now there's a lot of other people in there yep. that it's our way of kind of getting back in there and just yeah. reestablishing ourselves as kind of one of the leaders yeah. in that market. Which, again, like we said, going back to the 80s, this is what White Brothers did. <clears throat> yeah, right. for sure, right. for sure. And and so we did Yamaha uh, four strokes with, with, with Spud and Doug, uh, 98, 99, 2000, 2001. And then 2002, we wanted to kind of carry on. Yep. We wanted to do more. Yep. 
and uh, we had an opportunity from uh, from Honda. Yeah. And they got us the old uh, Honda. We called it the trash truck. It was yeah. a Peterbilt, <laughs> and um, and um, and and we had Spud, and Spud was doing testing for Honda at that yep. time. Yep. And um, I I want to say I almost think it was Bob Weber that, that said, "Hey," because Bob was from the East Coast. Um, and I remember he said, "Hey, you should call this guy, Paul yeah. Carpenter." And yeah, I yeah. called him, and we did a deal over the phone. And right. um, and I know you've done stuff with Paul and. So many stories with that guy. Yeah, there's a lot of off-track stories with Paul. Oh, man. There's a lot of, uh, it's, a lot I, of stuff I, there, Paul there's Carpenter been, there's, stories. There's been some stuff there. where I'm telling you, man, like I remember because I was Spud's mechanic, but right. technically the team manager too. Yeah, and yeah. Alan and Paul were a team, right. me and Spud, yeah. but I'm supposed to be neutral. Yeah. But Spud's my guy. Yeah, yeah. And there was some time. Look, one thing about Paul, he gave you everything he had, and yeah. he did very well for us, yeah. right? Um, but there were some things where, like, might have got a little crazy after hours. And I always remember Spud. I'd call Spud and say, dude, you got to help me out. He's all, dude, you handle it. You hired him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Click. <laughs> and, you know, we're in Boise, Idaho yeah. or something. I'm like, right. You're like, like Carpenter's, uh, Carpenter's surfing on top of a moving van right now. <laughs> well, um, yeah, he was uh, – I haven't talked to him for years. But, man, some of this stuff, I'll yeah. just – great memories with all those guys. So at some point, the eight-year-old girl – becomes a woman and you guys start <laughs> dating it's uh, yeah yeah you're like you're yeah. like hey yeah well yeah. she <laughs> there, there's a funny story where <laughs> I, 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 kristen's like oh the, 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 uh, the I, delivery, we, we, you mean the delivery driver guy we, 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 i know what story he's gonna we, tell we weren't together at the okay. time yeah, yeah you know i i was you know yeah i had a different girlfriend and I, look i signed up for it i drove all over the country i yeah. loved it right and and, and spud and al and, yeah. and doug Paul, they would fly in and meet me, right? Yeah, I yeah. was kind of the truck driver, too. Right. And I remember I was on the road, I think, about three and a half weeks, four weeks, traveling all over, hadn't been home. A it, wasn't, at home. it wasn't that long, but... And, okay. and she... I had a company cell phone bill. Yeah. And, well, I was in charge of accounting. Yes, and, okay. And look, I yep. mean, I was on the road, right? I, yeah. I missed, I missed yeah. talking to right. a girlfriend. I hear you. I had a and, pager. I had a whole pager yeah, on the road, well, the whole deal. There was one yeah. problem. Yeah. Um, Roaming? She got my cell phone bill. Oh, and it may have been a couple hundred dollars. It was nine hundred dollars. <laughs> and, and and keep in mind, back then that's yes. Hey, no, Steve. Even now. I mean, even now that's even a lot. Now, but I'm just saying, back then what it if was one like. What if one of your kids had a nine hundred dollars oh, cell gosh. phone bill right she now? It wasn't nine hundred. Oh gosh, I wish I could find it because yeah. I know well, for anyway, sure. Anyway, I just remember your dad's her. freaking out. Probably I don't know that he knew. Well, he oh. hadn't told. He hadn't. I hadn't told him yet. But yeah. I was like. What like I'm gonna write a check yeah. to at that time I think it was like singular or yeah, something yeah, right, like right. for nine hundred dollars. She busted my chops. Oh, and you I, called I, him? Yeah. Well, when I got I back and yeah, then yeah. she, oh, she so comes pissed. into my little office thing and she's yeah. all, "Uh, what's this?" And I'm like, "Keep in mind, like you've been on a road a yeah. lot, right?" Yeah. I was tired. I was worn out. You know, look, I loved working at White Brothers. I I, yeah. I loved it half the time. I I knew I loved it because I. It'd be like, oh, it's payday? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But she... Uh, as passionate as he is about writers having problems, he was very passionate in defending his $900 <laughs> yeah, like, cell phone bill. I am busting my ass out there on the road for the company doing this. No, you're gonna I'm, I'm siding with Kristen. 900 is, is, is a lot. So I don't remember I, it's it being excessive. 900. It's, it was, it was, if it was a couple hundred dollars, I, think I genuinely... Three, I think, was, I think I $300 three, is like a normal yes. phone bill. Yeah, but I, think was, no. I think it was 300 So you laid into her a little bit. You fought back a little bit. when, when She laid into me first. Yes, yes. And then yes. I, I fired back. Oh, and then 
I don't think we talked for a few weeks. No, oh, no. really? It was because yeah, when yeah. he's mad, yeah. he's the silent treatment yeah, kind, yeah, you know. Yeah. So well, especially he, the owner's daughter too. You're like, I, yeah, I, you know, yeah. I just went off on the owner's daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. another funny story to that. So we kept our dating quiet. Oh, you did, yeah. And then Tom, some employee found out, oh, whatever, yeah. and, and said something to Tom. Yeah. And Tom called his boss in the office, and he said, "Look, I think it's great. I think you guys are meant for each other. But let me get one thing straight. Yeah." If your your relationship starts to you know affect your job yeah. at this company, yeah. one of you is not going to be here. And he looked right at me <laughs> and he goes, "I think yeah. we know who that'll be, right?" And I'm all, "Yep, yep, yep, got it." Yep. Yeah, never yeah. had a problem. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> one of you will not be here, and that yeah. means the guy starts with John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. First name John. He didn't right. look at Kristen. Right. Yeah. Pretty right. much was looking at me the uh, whole time. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I mean, White Brothers again. Great history of racing. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, really thank Kristen and John for their time. Thank you to Renthal and Maxis, Fly Racing, of course, but also Coba Links, lowering suspension link from everything from Arpilia to Yamaha. Use the code PulpMX to save with uh, that guys, uh, with those guys. Free shipping and a discount. So everything from Arpilia to Yamaha, lowering suspension link. So if you're shorter stature and you want to uh, uh, get your bike dialed in a little better for you, have some more confidence, gain some suspension plushness and more, Cobalinks.com, made in the USA. Use the code PulpMX to save. And Motorsport.com, man. Uh, great guys. And um, OEM parts, aftermarket parts. Go through the banner on PulpMX.com to help us out. they got a dedicated team of gearheads there to help you save with Motorsport.com. Free shipping on everything over 79 bucks. I had to return some project bike parts, and it couldn't have been any easier. Great company to work with when it comes to returns as well. So motorsport.com, check them out. they got a whole pulp section on their website, Pulp MX Show, that work with some of our guys to do some deals. So thank you to motorsport.com for all that they do. The best online motocross company out there. Check it out. All right, back to John and Kristen. Yeah. I mean, we don't need to get into you and Spud coming out to the East Coast. Yeah. Wanting a piece of the East Coast champs, Kelly Smith and Steve Mathis. And then leaving with your tail between your legs after <laughs> after the beatdown from Kelly Smith and Steve Mathis. We won't get into that. Well, but what a day that was <laughs> when the big guys show up at, yeah. you know, and want a piece of Kelly Smith and I. And then we yeah. just we put that thing to a stop right away. Kelly was a, a great racer for sure. A lot of guys on the East Coast were, were awesome. Um, it's so funny because you've done so many podcasts with a lot of these guys yeah. and I listened to them. And, yeah. Takes me a while to remember back, but um, oh, but I it remember was great. that day. It, it was Daniel great Boone times. Raceway. Daniel Boone Raceway. Yeah. Oh well, here comes the White Brothers. Spud that was, thinks uh, he wants some. Loudon, Kentucky. I don't know. I think it was Kentucky. <laughs> and then you guys also, White Brothers, also brought the Beast back for the U.S. Open. We did. And yeah. Kelly Smith and Mathis had to take him down too. <laughs> yeah. So we won that weekend too, just beating the White Brothers uh, ringers. Yeah. What yeah. a what a day that was. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Um, Man, those are great times, uh, uh, for sure. Well, it was just like like we go back to, again, when you guys did the White Brothers four-stroke nationals and yeah. the racing's in, been in White Brothers' heritage, right? Yeah. And you were back in with the four-strokes, came back around, and it was White Brothers again. They were, you know, it was like, oh, yeah, shit, White Brothers, remember them? Like, they're yeah. still around. So yeah. uh, so things are rolling. The exhaust business is rolling. You, yeah. you lose a million-dollar client uh, over this, but you're, you're rolling. Yeah. You're printing money with this. When do... When does Tom say, like, hey, uh, does he say I want to sell? Or do people come in and say, we want your business? Like, how does that go down? Um, Well, in the uh, mid 
90s um there were always you know people that would call and yep. want to buy you know and my dad was just like no no yep. no like yep. it, his in his vision at the time was kind of like okay you know uh, my brothers and i have two younger brothers like they mm-hmm. would take it over yep. um and then in 97 my brother brad who's um two years younger than me he was in a a pretty catastrophic accident. Mm-hmm. Um, he clipped a chain and he went into an anoxia coma. And so he, at that time he was in the hospital and, and we didn't know if he was going to survive or not. Fortunately he did survive. Mm-hmm. He's now a blind quadriplegic and we have full-time care for him. However, when that was all going on, it was so like, yeah. what's going to happen. My dad knew his life was going to change um, because he, you know, his, his whole goal was eventually to move to the central coast and just kind of retire and live his life. Yeah. And then my brother got hurt and he realized you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so um, a gentleman by the name of Arnie Ackerman called him and it was just kind of the right time. And, um, this was later after that. I'm sorry. I back up. So in 97, my brother was hurt. These people started calling and my dad started entertaining the idea. I could see like a shift. Um, but then, uh, Dan came to him at the very same time and said, Oh, I want out. Yeah. When Brad, right after Brad got hurt. Yeah. Right after Brad got hurt. And so my dad was like, Oh my gosh. Were they equal partners in it? They were. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so the timing, um, in my opinion was not good. Um, but you know, my dad didn't have a choice. Dan wanted out. And so they made an agreement that my dad bought him out Mm -hmm. and he went, he, you know, he basically retired. He moved to Colorado and, um, you know, that was what he did. So then, uh, once we kind of got my brother settled, you know, I just knew that my dad was, like, okay, if, yeah. if, if a good exit plan comes, that's yeah. what he would always say, then I'm yeah, going to yeah. take it. And right. so um, close to 2000, something kind of, 99, something started to kind of come where I could see. Yeah. It honestly took a couple of years for it to shake out. Mm-hmm. And in 2001, he sold to a venture capitalist group called Motorsport. Oh, I thought it was later than that. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One. Okay. Um, and so he, you know, he just, for him, it was the right time. Yep. And um, and he, was he, was he out of it now And by 01? Uh, well, in 01, they asked him to stay on yep. board um, kind of as like a consultant. Sure. Um, they gave him like, they said, okay, we want you to stay on for two years. And quite honestly, they didn't, I mean, he worked there, but you know, they didn't take any of his input. That's a, that's an age old story. Yes, it is. It's a classic corporate takeover. <laughs> yes, yes, you know, we, yeah. what do you know? You built it to yep, this conglomerate, yep, but yep. we're going to do it our own way. And right. so my buddy Thomas sold his company and they wanted him to stay for five years. He lasted like six months. Yeah. <laughs> he was gone. He was like, these guys are idiots. They don't, they mm-hmm. don't. It just it, happens. I don't know why. Yeah, it's, it's terrible. Yeah. My other buddy in Canada sold his insurance place and same thing. He lasted a year and he's like, I'm leaving. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, those people are really driven solely by numbers. They yeah. don't understand the markets that they're getting into oftentimes. Yeah. And, um, and it went, you know, it went downhill pretty fast. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's not the mag group then. That bought that. Uh, yeah. They they were the first oh, ones. Yeah, oh, okay. they they bought it. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then they started buying up other companies. Yeah. White um, Brothers was the first. They yeah, bought. White oh, Brothers okay. was the first. Um, they bought Curiakin at the time. They yeah. they were like a Chrome Harley accessory. Progressive um, suspension. Yeah. Performance Vance machine. Vance and Hines. Vance and Hines. Vance and Hines. Yeah. 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 It, 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 and actually, they bought Renthal. Oh, they did. They oh, I didn't did. know that either. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. So yeah. so actually. I thought this was a little later. I got my timelines a little mixed up. So things actually went pretty smooth, though, early on because of the exhaust company, or no? Things changed right away. I, no, they no. changed right oh, okay. away. Yeah, it was. Oh, so despite the success with Honda and Yamaha and the exhaust. Here's why. Things Here, were changing. Here's, yeah. And look, not this, what do they say? Sharpest tool in the shed. But what they forgot was, like, all the, the people that made the company what it was. Yeah. 
they were starting to kind of starting number one with Tom. Yeah. He was the leader. Yeah. And here you got a guy that everybody respected. We, we talked about that, mm-hmm. right? All the employees there, I mean, they, they, Tom, he, he, he drove them and vice versa. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you know, he kind of is out the door. Yeah. Fairly quick. Yep. They brought in their own group of people. Yep. Um, that really didn't have a background in what we did. And, um, it, that's so okay. That's so, where it started. So, uh, so even the, with the success of the exhaust, it wasn't going well behind well, the scenes. Here's like, why: because yeah. white bre- then they changed, and we went from having this 800-page dirt bike catalog, and they shrunk it down to what a third of the size. Yeah, and they weren't going to be a distributor anymore. We were only going to be a manufacturer. Yes, we were still selling a lot of pipes. Yeah, it, you know, we had also started to do Harley pipes and mm-hmm. all that. But everything that made White Brothers what it was, the the cool gadgets and widgets and yeah. all the cool stuff mm-hmm. that was eliminated yep. and they just went into a thing of just manufacturing only and well they also went into apparel remember gear yeah and then that's when oh, uh, yeah, I don't remember that remember alloy gear oh alloy yeah so yeah. the guy one of the guys and I'm going to I promise Kristen just I'll leave his this, name out I'll keep this clean mm-hmm. but he was a real tool <laughs> And he came I know who you're talking about, and, and there's a lot of, it's not just you guys after, only. After 20-some-odd yeah. years, yeah. that's the guy I finally, because when I left. They put him in charge. They did. Right? Yeah. That was probably, outside of pushing my dad out, their single biggest mistake. Yeah. And this yeah. guy, I mean. How to ruin a, a, a multi-million dollar business. Because, is, yeah. you know, the gear was the priority. Yeah. And so I'm going to, so let me try and lay it out like this. Everything you said about the exhaust systems, Yamaha, yeah. Honda, yeah. print money and all yeah. that, yeah. right? We were doing so well with that. We were winning every race. Yeah. We had Ricky Carmichael yeah. and yeah. Chad and Ferry and right. all these guys. Right. Don't forget about Ferry. We, we, and Ferry. <laughs> uh, we weren't, it's like we had all this content to work with. Yeah. We weren't even allowed to run ads because all the focus oh, and money was put on the gear. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think they bought a well-oiled. Right, right. They bought a well-oiled machine. Yeah. But then um, the people that they brought in were, in my opinion, strictly driven off ego and lacked zero business sense. Yeah. yeah. So it was, we want to go this way. We want to do this gear. You know, they didn't understand purchasing and all mm-hmm. this. And, and and in a sense, if they would have just let it ride along, like yeah. holy well, cow! Why, why would you buy the successful business yeah. and then not let it ride along? Mm-hmm. Why, why would you? Bring in gear, and why would you? Right, like it's yeah. insanity. Like but Steve, right? Like I don't like, know what the numbers was when he sold it, business wise. You said fifty mm-hmm. million, maybe it was mm-hmm. fifty million or whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever number it was doing, that's why you bought the company. Yeah, because of those sales. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is. but yeah. it's like yeah, that's wasn't the only. I mean, you remember the company? Remember like One Industries? Yes, and yeah, Eddie Cole's six six one. Yeah, remember all that? Yeah, yeah. All purchased Same by guy. a big group. Yeah, I know. And all of a sudden, yeah, where are they at? Yeah, no, it's unbelievable. And, the, the, and what's scary is the descent was fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it, it's looking at it now; it's yeah. a miracle that White Brothers it finally dissolved after the time he sold the company mm-hmm. six, seven years. Yeah, yeah. You Think went about from that. you went from nineteen whatever whenever Dan comes on board to two thousand and one, mm-hmm. and in seven years, six yeah. years, they're done. Mm-hmm. Done. Yeah. And, and the last two, it really was just eking. I mean, it was like a 30 yeah. page shitty catalog. That, yeah. uh, I mean, it, it, yeah. it was it was definitely, uh, you know, painful yeah. to yeah. watch because it what was, was what was your dad's reaction to all this? Like, hey, I, I got, it. He's got He's got a boatload of money. You yeah. know what I mean? But he's also got, you know, 
feelings and prides and, and yeah. Pride and everything I mean, else. I think it's it would be hard. It was hard for him to watch it happen. Um, but at the same time, you know, he we would sit around and he'd be like, "But what's the alternative? Like to buy it back and to just mm-hmm. try it again?" You yeah. know, I mean, Bill Butcher did that with MSO and it worked out very yeah. well for him. Yeah. Did you guys um, think about that then? Did, did you? Uh, I don't think my dad thought okay. about it for more than like. A second, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think that that was. It was just kind of like it, it you know, it is what it is. And yeah. by then, you know, we call it the White Brothers University. Many of the staff had found, you know, mm-hmm. jobs in other places. But yeah, yeah I mean, it's a bummer because I, I look at it just from the business sense and go, gosh, yeah. if you would have just yeah, oh, not touched now, it. A W, like you, you know, you're, you're, you did accounting and you have this background and you look at your business in accounting or a W. I mean, and you're like, okay, what were the hell were they thinking? Yeah, back then with this business, and you can't, yeah. You just you can't. I mean, the only explanation I have is ego. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and I remember, you know, to speak on that with with Tom, he it it bummed him out. Yeah, yeah. I would think so, right? It uh, did. Another aspect that I think is is uh, well, it's sad. Is at some point, you know, Dan sells the company to Tom, but then when the company sells, Dan kind of comes back around, right? And he's now him and Tom have a uneasy relationship, right? Well. Or do I have it back? Well, no. So you, so no. So, yeah. So Dan, Dan just wanted out. Yeah. So he bought him out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he was gone. Right. But then Tom and Dan had a fight, had a falling out. And well, when was... he when he left in '97, that was kind of the end. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that, that... I, I think it okay. was it was very hurtful to my dad that they had built up this thing and that, you know, it was kind of an inopportune time to come right, with... to your brother. Um, you know, when you didn't know at yeah. that point, we didn't right. know. You know, we were the first month or two they were telling us, you know, you're, he's not going to live. Brad, you're just yeah, going to have yeah. to. Um, so I think that the time that he chose to to decide, if he would have come before, maybe even waited a year, let us get a little bit more yeah. settled. But yeah. it was yeah. In 97, okay. we were a flourishing company, and I was trying to help him run it, but, you know, I was still young, and yeah. so I think that, that that was the kind of downhill oh, spiral. I and thought then, Dan came back around when Tom sold it again. Okay, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Well, um, did he come back around in the sense of, like, kind of nosing around, like, well, that was kind of mine, too. Um, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. For sure. Okay, that's kind of what I'd yeah. heard. And that's, and that's sad because, again, Tom and Dan... Twin brothers. Twin brothers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when Tom passed away, they didn't really have much of a relationship, right? And that's sad. That's, that's, yeah. yeah they didn't, yeah. after he left in 97, uh, was, their relationship, yeah. I, I don't know the exact year, but within right. a few years of that, they really didn't speak much. Yeah. Um, and you they, lost an uncle, you know what I mean? You're like, yeah. You're like, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it sucks. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I mean, um, it, it's, I think it's for us as a family, it's better that he has, you know, kind of moved on. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I think I'm disappointed in the way that it was handled only for my dad's sake. I don't look sure. at it personally that I lost anything, but, right. um, for my dad, I just feel like he, yep. um, you know, especially towards the end of his life, I wish there would have been some sort of resolution. But. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a, yeah, it's an amazing story and we see it over and over. Like I said, I just gave you two examples of my personal friends that mm-hmm. got bought out by these companies and they wanted to change what made the company successful. And yeah. it's just amazing. It, mm-hmm. I just don't understand it. Kind of going through that with some stuff now in our industry now, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I don't know. I think what you said, Kristen, you hit the nail on the head there. It's numbers people, right? They're just mm-hmm. looking at numbers. They're not looking at relationships and people mm-hmm. and strengths of people and weaknesses of people. They're just looking at a number. Yeah. And it's not, yeah, it's sad. Um, and like you said, right, it, there's things to this day that are going on, right? You just kind of wish you could just yeah. show all these examples yeah. on what not to do 
but they're they're doing it. <laughs> but I think our our industry, it's unfortunately, crazy, yeah. you know, numbers people aren't going to recognize that. Um, in and I only can speak towards our industry because it's really the only one I know. But yeah. our industry is such a relationships mm-hmm. business, yeah. customer service business yeah. that, you know, sometimes the numbers don't always right. make sense. You know, well, sometimes at WUSA, if somebody calls you and they screw up a spoke because they did something wrong and. You send them another spoke kit for mm-hmm. free because mm-hmm. they made the mistake, but mm-hmm. now you have a customer at W for life and yeah. that kind of stuff, right? Where yeah. it's like if you were going by the numbers, you'd be like, hey, just buy another yeah. spoke kit, buddy, and hang up on them, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like yeah. things like that. Yep. So, uh, and, and all the, you know, look, all the people within these companies that build them to what they are, right? The reps and all the people yeah. inside and yeah. the people that are on the road and traveling and doing shows. I mean, um, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's quite a it's really unfortunate. The the good part of Tom selling a business and having more time on his hands, though, is that he could talk to MX Sports and Bud at Glen Helen and work things out. And then when yeah. it falls apart, he could come back and work things out again. And mm-hmm. <laughs> Tom, and, Tom and, White was and I talked to Tom for I wrote a story about it yeah. uh, on, on Pulp MX. I talked to Tom for a little while about it. And uh, yeah, he he loved Glen Helen. He loved racing. He liked Bud. He liked Davey. Yeah, he just, mm-hmm. <laughs> to to his to his you know end. He tried to help these people work mm-hmm. together, and he did it right. And he did he, it. He did it. And then they got all mad at each other. Yeah, and, and I think that's just because that's the way Tom was, right? Yeah. Pretty much a straight shooter. And right. at that point, what did he have to lose, right? He, but no, if, he was he, an, he was a full time announcer for free at Glen Helen. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think I remember him just saying like, you know, you're being an asshole. Yeah. So are you. You need to knock it off. Yeah. And he was able. You know, he yeah. had that kind of power and respect to pull them together I think, and, and he I, did it i think he's one of the only people that could do it right yeah and, and, then, and, and, and then yeah and and, and and there was a big group that that tried to do it again yeah and it got pretty close yeah um yeah mitch and troy lee stepped in and yeah. i mean i i like paula's good paula's a good track there's nothing wrong with it but the premier track in california is glenn helen and the national is great yeah and, you know it should be back there and i don't know if it ever will unless one of somebody passes away on one aside because they are oil yeah. and water. Well, and now, I, you yeah. know, it's like I always held out hope because there's a, a, a monument out there with yeah. Tom's likeness. And we have our vet race out there that yep. he started. And, yeah. You know, I, we did just, I bitch about? Yeah. Well, <laughs> you didn't bitch that much last year. So that I think you might have had a good time. We had corrals. We had numbers. Yeah, there, was, yeah. there, was, there was some effort um, put into it. But I, I think yeah. now, you know. Never say never, but I think now with the whole, not to go into racing, but super motocross and now reduced schedule of nationals. Sure. Uh, Tom was, uh, again, I did that story and I talked to Tom on record, off record, and he tried, man. He didn't have to. He didn't probably want that aggravation in his life, but he certainly, certainly did. Tried. And, yeah. and tried and succeeded. Yeah. Because yeah. he got it back because it but was the, gone. But then it broke up again. But then it broke up again. <laughs> yeah. And I think that, you know what? I mean, for more reasons yeah. than that, we wish right. he was still here. Yeah. yeah. We I need, bet if he was here. I, I think we'd go back a second time. Yeah, I think third so, time. Yeah. He had that kind of yeah. uh, impact and, and pull. Yeah, he really did for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, what, a, what a man. What a great guy. Uh, yeah. I think everybody who talked to Tom uh, in the industry, like you said, so many people over the years, they just they, like you just walk away from conversation and be like, that guy's cool. That's a good yeah. dude, you know? And, and I think that that, like, that's a nice legacy to have where you're just, I don't know if there's any Tom White enemies out there, right? I mean, I guess it, probably somewhere, but it's, I don't know. It, it's it's funny, but there's guys like Tom and and, and, and Eddie Cole. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another one I never got to meet, and I, I remember telling you, I listened to it a couple of times. I wish I had gotten to meet him. 
Jim Hale, the late yeah. Jim Hale. Yeah. Um, yeah. What Jim, a great. I think Jim Hale's man. held in that same sort of respect. Yeah, right? me where, too. Yeah, where people are like, what a great businessman, what yeah. a smart guy, what a good yeah. guy, and, yeah. you know, trying to do the right things, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, even early on, I mean, with, with W, uh, there was times when we reached out to Eddie Cole for advice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. been nothing but supportive and yeah. very successful man. Yeah. And, and, um, it's it's really cool to have those kinds it, of folks in your corner. It's sad that Tom's gone for sure. We miss yeah. him as an industry uh, as a whole. You guys obviously miss him as a you know family member, father, and and, and all that. But in one, hand, it's it's nice that he saw you guys, W, mm-hmm. which he, like you said, co-signed for you. Yeah, he yeah. got to see you guys grow this mm-hmm. company into into what it is. You know, that's I, I remember we cool. We, we had come out to Vegas uh, for Supercross, and he came with us. We were in the mm-hmm. van. And I had this wild idea. I didn't think it was that wild, but we had been at the race, and it was cool because I do think he was kind of proud of what we did. Mm-hmm. But we're driving home. We're in the Sprinter. Kristen was in the back sleeping, and I had this idea, and I said, Tom, you know what we need to do? We need to bring White Brothers back. Let's just, <laughs> we can get – and, I, and what, so – What time of night? Was it like 2 a.m.? <laughs> oh, it was the middle yeah, of the yeah, night, yeah. and I'll never forget. Like, right. we're driving back. Vegas, right? I think it was like midnight. We're somewhere out in the middle of the desert, yeah. and and I was on one. Yeah, and yeah. I, you know, I'm just like, here's all the reasons why we could do this. There's plenty of pipe companies and all that. And he just listened to me. Yeah. And he goes, you know what? This, he called me J A. And he said, you know what, J A. Um, I love your passion, but he said, I think what you need to do is just make W the best damn wheel company yeah. you can and i remember being a big pouty baby about oh, yeah. it. <laughs> just going like i just went off for a half hour yeah, with yeah. the greatest idea in the yeah. world and you just shut me down and yeah. i was so yeah kind of bummed yeah but then you know we took his advice and I'm not saying we're the greatest but he he just said if you're going to do this yeah give it everything you got make I it just, the best you can i just searched online uh october 22nd 2015 uh, i did a racer x podcast with tom uh so if people want to listen to it uh racer x bomb Search Racer X Podcast Tom White. It'll come up uh, twenty October 22, 2015. So it's cool to get the story mm-hmm. yeah. of White Brothers from him and on yeah. all that. So check that out, everybody, if you can, uh, in the yeah. archives. So Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, congratulations on your success. Uh, sorry for all the shit at the World Vets. You know, <laughs> it's just, you know, hey. it's, not really, it's not a WUSA That's thing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no. I mean, the reason, look, I mean, we, we certainly don't do that race as no. a as a uh, uh, to, to be a moneymaker for us. No, you we do, do it for it. Tom. Yeah. We do it for Tom. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, and, and I think that, you know, I, I do know that before he passed, you know, we did some stuff. And he just, again, he kind of sided with us to get the opportunity to become the, you yeah. know, we, in my mind, is still, you know, Tom White's yeah. that World Motocross Championship, yep. but it just yep. says W. Yep. Um, yeah, you think about it. I remember reading it in Cycle News. It was at Paris for a long time. Yeah. The World Vets, the White Brothers World Vets. Yeah. It was at Paris for a long time, like yeah. in the, I don't know, early 90s, yeah. maybe? Something I, like that. Yeah. I remember him just, you know, um, just saying, like, he's like, I think he was proud. Yeah. Good. Uh, he should be. Uh, yeah. 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 Thanks for doing this. Appreciate yeah. it. Did we get Thank everything? You. Yeah. Did, did I, I miss so. anything? No, thanks for, so. uh, yeah. man, this has been rad. We've been wanting to come up, and yeah. Kristen and I got to. I don't get to get away from home very much, but yeah. we got to get away for a night here in well, Las Vegas. Well, you got to get away for a night with your hotel that had no water. Yeah. No, water yeah. So, no so kids, that's awesome. but we, 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 are, we have great kids and, and um, good family. Yeah, thank you very much for the support of Pulp. I don't know how many years it's been, but a long time. You guys have been yeah. on the Pulp of Mech show for us. And again, get a discount if you're listening to this and all that. Yeah. That's the history of White Brothers, history of WUSA and all of that. Uh, yeah. John and Kristen Anderson, thanks for coming up. Thank you. Fly Racing, Racerx Podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody.
This has been the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show, presented by Maxxis Tires, Renthal, Motorsport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. Thanks for listening and supporting our partners.